Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your hostess. My name is Nicole DeVincentis and I am the founder and creator of the Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy. Uh, you'll see me up on different social mediums. My uh, name up there is figurechick911. You can find me on Instagram at figurechick911. Same thing with YouTube. And uh, we've got some really fun content for you today. Today we're actually in the middle of an entire series, which is talking about the art of recreating yourself, starting anew, and it's never too late for you to start anew or to recreate yourself or to take your game to the next level, whatever that means for you. And today we're going to be talking about goal setting in particular. Okay, the goal with actually these podcasts that we have up here, these are free. Uh, We grow everything that we do organically. We don't pay for advertising or anything like that. When I started inventing my coaching and training academy, I did so with the intention of having it as a full-blown profit-producing business. But as I was developing it, it was also very important for me to be able to reach out and touch those individuals who are not right now in the financial position to be able to pay for our, our top level coaching, okay? And I'm gonna tell you something, I've been in your shoes before where you're literally living in survival mode. Perhaps you're a single mom, perhaps you're stuck in a very abusive relationship, perhaps you just hit rock bottom. You know what? This is not meant as a handout. This is actually what's called a hand up. Okay? So our goal with these podcasts is to inspire, educate, and empower you with the knowledge, the strategies, and the tactics on how to think big, be the driver of your life, put yourself in the driver's seat, and champion every and any area of your life that you choose. Okay, and so with that, if you would, um, we appreciate, you know, people following us. If you know anybody who could benefit from our content, please, please tell them to, to follow us along here. You can find us straight up on Anchor. You can find us on Spotify, on Google, on Apple, iTunes. Um, so please do share the podcast so that, you know, we can be found and, and make a bigger difference for people of all walks. But today's topic we're actually going to be talking about is actually goal setting. So what we've done with this podcast is we have started at the very beginning with the mindset or mentality of an individual coming in who is at a major transition point. And a major one being that the transition which is taking place, whether it's voluntary, I'm changing careers, I'm changing marital status, or involuntary, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm involuntarily changing my marital status here, or something tragic happened, you know, my world came crashing down, and you know, here I am. Well, wherever you fit in that, you know, we wanted to be able to assist everybody and never assume that anybody comes into our coaching with a particular mindset or particular maybe level of confidence. We want to be able to groom everybody. And so our job is to actually reach down and and see where you're at and assist you up to the next level. So we have some previous podcasts that talk about how to make a mental leap between where you are and where you want to be when you're trying to think about, you know, what could be better than this and you're meeting a lot of resistance. 
Has that ever happened to you? Like you're, you're trying to think about something that you, you think that you do want, but it's almost like it's blocked and you can't even imagine yourself doing it or becoming it. You know, so then we can sit here all damn day and talk about goal setting and this is what you got to do. You got to take massive action. But if you have a legit like mental blockade and you are stuck there, you're not taking any action for whatever reason, you know, how, how disappointing and how we're underserving you on that. So we wanted to include, you know, a little bit of the backstory on how do you begin to make that mental leap? And it's not done via power. It's not done via controlling and cajoling. It's setting yourself into flow. So if you would, if you are in that situation where whatever it is that you want, you can't even begin to imagine what it would be like for you to do or have or become that thing, that person, then I invite you to go back to those previous podcasts. All right. They touch on different areas of your mind to stimulate, you know, the the juices up there and get you moving in the positive direction because at the end of the day, any sort of podcast that you listen to around here, you know, we leverage, you know, motivation and get the momentum sparked, but we want you to be able to take action. We want you to be able to make progress so that you continue moving in the forward direction. We don't want to just throw a bunch of motivation out at you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. And then click the podcast is finished and you're just standing there. Like that's not the point. So with this, we are shortening that time period from idea inception to execution. Okay. And we want it to be like immediate. (laughs) Why? Because we live in a now society. All right. So it doesn't mean that you're going to see the results, the end result overnight, but you're taking action is what our goal is to have that move into a state of urgency and, and immediacy for you. Okay, so today we're talking specifically about goal setting and how should I set a goal or what should I set and how do I even know? This is what I'm going to tell you. Okay, we have talked in the past about making sure that when you're goal setting that you aim for what it is that you want. Okay, and then after that, we talked about how to leverage the subconscious mind into training it into a state of expectancy for you to achieve that goal, even if it seems like it is eons away. And we talked about phrasing or wording your goals in the I am tense. I am fit. I am healthy. I am a multi-million dollar income earner. I am a family mom, I am a spiritual leader, whatever, I'm a world traveler, whatever that is for you. Okay. And go back to those other podcasts and, and that will, you know, build out, you know, the rationale for why that is. So today, here we are in terms of setting the goal. And this is what I found. There's people who are already trained into setting like ridiculously high goals. Okay, this is going to be your high level income earner. This is going to be your super sales individual. This is going to be a very, very high level athlete. Okay, people who intend to master their craft, like the tendency or habit for them is to be thinking if you're in corporate world, like you would say outside the box, but this, this isn't even, they're not even in a freaking box. Like they're so far above and beyond everybody else. It makes everybody else just be like the hell is with that dude and then they see these people do almost these superhuman things and 
when you're like an everyday ordinary person who's not used to operating as a high achiever or a high producer, for whatever reason, it can almost make you get stuck at that point and you haven't even started yet. Okay. A couple things. You got to make sure that you align your expectations. Number one, you have to ensure that you're not comparing your beginning to somebody else's like grand finale. Okay, that would that would be ridiculous. Like if you were a baby and you were just learning to roll over and you had the capacity to compare yourself to the two-year-old who was able to run around, do you know what I'm saying? Like then you wouldn't even you wouldn't even take any steps to, to advance yourself because now you're intimidated because the two-year-old can do something that you can't do. And why is that? Well, we can look at it and we can say, well, <laughs> the baby hasn't even achieved any developmental milestones yet. Like they just don't have like you know, the cognitive in place, the the nervous system isn't developed, they don't have balance, they don't have muscle control, you know, they don't have and we can make excuses. And I want to invite you and encourage you to do that same kind of template with yourself. When you're starting something new, you're also a beginner. You do not have mind muscle memory, you do not have stability or balance, you're doing this thing brand new and you really have no right to compare your beginning to what is somebody else's like main mainstream like their highlight reel like here I am after I've invested 10 or 20 years into you know practicing this craft or you know this skill or this career or something like that of course they're going to be good. Why? Because they've got 20 years of experience on you. Okay, so make sure when you're approaching this that you have your expectation properly you know, managed that you are a beginner. Okay, so with that comes a lot of grace. Okay, that you're going to be standing up like Bambi on the ice and you're going to be falling down on your ass. That's the way that's going to be. Sometimes you're going to have your friend Thumper there to kind of like push you along and other times you're not. And it's going to be a a continual thing of wiping out and wiping out and wiping out until you figure out how to gain that balance and that stability to actually stand on the ice and then you learn how to walk on the ice, right? So it's all progressive and we can laugh about this and that's the goal of coaching is to, you know, don't take yourself so freaking seriously here. You know what I'm saying? We always think that everything in life is majorly catastrophic. And I have been at times when it is. I've been at times as an adult where I didn't have food and I literally had zero money to my name. I had one dime or it was a nickel actually that I had. I had one nickel to my to my name and I had, you know, like I just had my face like smashed down on the ground my teeth kicked in and man it was brutal and it was it was humbling and it was embarrassing and it was just like it seemed like it was never going to end but you've got to stay in there you know demonstrate your grit wherever you have come from you have shown that you're able to survive whatever it is that you've been through up to this point And whether it's extreme cases of abuse or neglect, whether it's poverty, whether it's an abusive relationship, whether it's massive disrespect and kind of like crabs in a bucket mentality wherever you've been working, or maybe it's a helicopter parent 
who's been micromanaging you your whole entire life. Somehow you survived that shit and here you are on the podcast, okay? So I wanna invite you and welcome you that we're here to come alongside you and assist you throughout your growth, okay? Now we tend to operate in a very positive space. We tend to, you know, kind of like laugh at ourselves so we don't take ourselves so seriously. But I want you to know I do respect where you have come from, okay? What I have learned when you come from hard beginnings is that that is typically your only frame of reference and nine times out of 10, you end up, and maybe, you know, even to the benefit, you champion yourself as being a survivor. And I know in my family, it was much like that. We always called ourselves survivors. Um, A little bit about, you know, myself, my upbringing. So, you know, maybe this is something that you can relate to is that I was adopted actually at birth and um, adopted into a family and my parents actually they divorced when I was two years old then and I lived primarily with my mom I visited my dad on the weekends and they had a really good relationship so we didn't have any of like the bullshit you know when people are you know pawning the kid off of one another and you know playing games we didn't have any of that what we had in my unique household was when my mom remarried, my stepdad was diagnosed with cancer when I was pretty young. I, I probably like five years old or something like that. And this was like the very beginning of cancer care. And if you've ever lived in a household with somebody who has what essentially is a terminal illness like that, it becomes a very volatile situation um, because, especially when it's the primary breadwinner, because they miss a lot of work. And my stepdad was a foreman for road construction companies. And the first time he was in the hospital, he went in, in like in November, he didn't come in, come back out until after Christmas. It was like after the new year. And that tended to be kind of like the cycle is that whenever he would go in either to have like these gigantoid tumors, you know, operated on and, and pulled out or, you know, he was in there for chemo or wherever, like he would literally be in the hospital for months on end. I mean, one time we had our, our Christmas tree up until February because he didn't come home. He went in in November. He didn't come home until February. But what happens when you're in that environment and he's not working and it's a seasonal job anyway, that individual becomes a liability to the company for which they work both because they're sickly and, you know, it's a manual labor job. So you're not able to perform the skills and the work that they have to do. But also he's very expensive. He misses work. And from an insurance standpoint, like just chemo in and of itself, not counting hospitalizations and surgery and all this other stuff, it's way expensive. And so then what happened is that they ended up laying him off. And we still had, you know, mouths to feed in the house. And so what we did was we had businesses. So by the end of the day, we actually had three businesses that we owned and operated out of our home. We had an in-home daycare center with, I think at one time we had seven kids. They were, I want to say under the age of two. And we had infants, like they were at six weeks, I think was the, the youngest one that we would have. And then they went up to like age two. So it was very, very busy. Um, and they were with us usually from six o'clock in the morning until six o'clock at night. And then we had an Avon business. My mom was an Avon lady for our entire town. And then for some of the, the other towns, which were growing and developing around us. And then we started a landscaping and snow removal company. 
So my stepdad and my brother pretty much manned that one. And then, of course, when my stepdad was sick, it was my brother who actually ran that business. Um, so for me, my job and coming from kind of like a traditional Italian family household is that the women more so ran the inside of the house and the men ran the outside. Uh, but that didn't mean that me and my mom were sitting around, you know, getting our nails done. Like we had a lot of work to do around the house because it was times when either my stepdad wasn't home because he was working or he was too sick to do some of like the harder heavier you know working things around the house so you know we were just you know doing whatever it took just to stay alive and you know there were times it's weird how things happen where we didn't have food then and it was like the lady who lived across the street from us um, in one of our houses she was the cafeteria lady at one of the high schools and she knew that we were in dire straits and she would actually bring home on Fridays all the food that was going to expire over the weekend from the high school cafeteria. So it was like prepackaged sandwiches, cartons of milk, these really good chocolate chip cookies. I remember those were like our favorite. Um, and that's what we had. Um, and then I, I think we didn't have food stamps. We had gotten food from some pantry or something like that. Um, and that's, that's how it was. But then there was, you know, times we didn't have gas for our car. And so then like the whole kind of getting to school thing became a problem. Like when you're in that mode, just trying to stay alive and you're running these businesses, like your focus becomes just that staying alive, getting through the day. And, you know, I don't, we didn't have the worst childhood. I mean, there's people who had situations like far worse than us. What I'm saying is that when you grow up in an environment where the goal is merely to stay alive, okay, to put food on the table, keep the lights on, keep the heat on, keep a roof over the head and just make it through another day and like legit like survival, like hopefully my stepdad stays alive that becomes your normal and it tends to really shelter your your scope of thinking that there could be anything else does that make sense that this is the way that life is now fortunately at the same time I had different people in we had different people in our family who were earning higher amounts of money um, the so we knew that that was a possibility but I don't know that any of us were actually thinking how that would be a you know what I never asked anybody but we never talked about it that was for sure we were pretty busy um plus there was school right so you're in school and there's homework and like it was really really busy and I'm going to tell you that a couple things came out of that. Number one was we're, we're a Christian based, we're a Catholic house actually. And so my mom started talking to us very early about how, you know, how it's easier for a rich man to get through, or a camel to get through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. And my mom meant totally well in the teachings, you know, making sure that we had right value system, that we weren't worried about money or focused on money or glorifying money. The breakdown in the teaching was that it wasn't money, but it was the love of money that's the root of all evil. And so we started, or at least I started developing this skewed perspective 
that if you have money, then you probably are an asshole and you're probably mean because you're not going to be able to get into heaven because you, you have all this money. And that started this whole cycle of how I viewed money even. So out of this this survival mode came scarcity mindset both in financial realm because I didn't want to go to hell and then also what was actually possible in terms of goals. Now fortunately my mom planted a seed of a vision one day and I'm telling you I really never gave any thought as to what I wanted to do when I got older. It was literally I was just in school I was busy, I was, you know, helping my family in these businesses, I was, you know, cleaning and, um, you know, cooking meals while my mom was with my stepdad in the hospital, and then on the weekends, I was babysitting the kids that were in our daycare center in our house, but then their parents would go out on the weekends, like, I was busy, and I never really thought about anything for the future. One day, my mom said something, and she cast a new vision, and she said, you know what? why don't you be a doctor? You know, you could actually work with cancer patients and you could come up with the cure for cancer. And she just kind of like threw that out there and it, it made me actually stop and I was like, okay, yeah, you know what, I could I could do that. Like it, it didn't seem a challenge to me. School was actually never hard for me. It was whether or not I was interested in the subject, it wasn't always that challenging. What made it hard was the issue of time was that we were really intensely busy. And then once I got a little bit more, you know, farther along in the years, I started playing sports where I was pulling all-nighters in high school. It was just literally, I mean, looking back, it was kind of interesting how, how life went on. But I'm telling you, the importance of having a vision. Had my mom not put that seed out there, I don't know, honestly, what I would have done. I, I don't know what electives I would have chosen. I don't know if I would have ever gone into nursing. I, I am a registered nurse, by the way, retired. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be on this podcast today. I don't know. But when you're setting your goals, it's very important for you to have some sort of a vision for the future. And it's got to be something that's going to stretch you. Okay, it can't be just to survive another day or it can't be just, you know, maybe one percent higher than than what you have right now. When you have a vision for the future, that's where your your goal setting actually comes from. There's actually a statement in the Bible. It says where there is no vision, the people will perish. You know, if you're leading a team, if you don't have a vision for your team, you can put a goal down there, but if they don't know why you're doing it and they don't buy into that, they're not going to really be high-level producers for you. They're not going to be passionate about what it is that you do. If you have a brand, they're certainly not going to be passionate about your brand, and they're just going to do pretty much basically whatever it takes just to kind of get by. Like You've got to get them charged up about this vision. So when you're starting to goal set, you have to have that, that vision, that end destination of where it is that you want to be. Now for my individuals who have come from the school of hard knocks, have come from hard beginnings, have come from a major transition point where you were down and out, you know, maybe you hit rock bottom, you're rebuilding yourself or whatever. I challenge you to make a vision that is so bright and it's so beautiful that it actually gets you excited. 
If you set a vision which is low, all right, it does nothing to stir your emotion. One of the things when you're walking towards new goals that are going to be stretching you in a new way is it has to kind of intimidate you in one degree, but also excite you in another. The key when moving towards something that you want is it has to fuel your emotions. This is actually where we want your emotions to be involved. We want emotional investment in this vision because that's what's going to pull you towards the goal instead of you having to force yourself to do the stuff. Okay, so whatever situation it is that you're in right now, okay, and this is not like, oh, Miss Polly perfect, you know, let's make an, you know, an imaginary world, you have to know what it is that you want, regardless of how shitty stuff is right now, you're down and out, your house is, you know, falling apart, uh, your marriage has fallen apart, your career has fallen apart, your family has fallen apart, you have some major illness, whatever, like you're coming from this nastiness right here, you've got to have some sort of aspiration and vision for the future that exceeds what maybe even the next level up from where you are right now is. It's got to be something that when you look at it, it's like, ooh I, ooh, I don't know if I could do that. But ooh, could you imagine what it would be like if I had that or if I did that or if we, you know, were a part of that? Like, and you can hear it in my voice that all of a sudden it gets you percolating with that, that ounce of possibility and that is where you get to spark your momentum. That's where the that motivation spark comes from as soon as you have that emotional tie-in there. And it begins with having that vision. Does that make sense? Now here's when you start kind of like working backwards. Like here's what that vision is. It's big, it's bright, I can see it, I can feel it, I can hear all the sounds in it. Like I, this is like almost as clear as day when you are now making goals, now you're working backwards. You're starting with the impossible and you're working back towards the ridiculous where now you're actually setting goals. And this could be anything. Maybe this is how much you know, money that you want to acquire on a monthly basis. If you are making $1,000 a month or whatever it is that you need to pay your bills, and now you're setting a new financial goal, which is maybe $200 a month extra or $500 a month extra, or you're just looking to cover your expenses for the next month, this is what's going to happen. You're going to fail. What? Okay, now I have your attention. Now we have to start chiseling off what's called survival mode and push ourselves into thrival mode. Okay, let's just take numbers here for a second. Okay, if you are living today, how much ever a month you're making, let's let's take a low number. Let's say if you're making a thousand dollars a month, which is low, right? I've been there. I've been, you know, in cases where I was making five hundred dollars a month uh, and not being paid on it. It was crazy. Um, but the goal was, oh my God, I just needed enough money to actually just be able to buy groceries. And that's survival mode, okay? That's only setting a target, which is, it's setting a very, very low target, okay? The danger is that sometimes you're going to meet the target, sometimes you're not going to meet the target. 
so you ha- so there's going to be times, you know, based on whatever it is that you're doing, that you're going to be above that line or below that line. And then on average, you're going to have, let's say, an income of, you know, $1,000 a month or $500 a month, whatever that actual number is. It's the average of everything that you have done for the month. Well, if your continual target is that number, what happens when inflation goes up? Now suddenly what was the number to cover those expenses is no longer enough for you to maintain that either that that lifestyle or that ability to provide for your family. You're getting left behind because you're consistently setting low target number goals, if you would. Does that make sense? So that's how like we can use numbers to support that argument. Now, the other thing is when it comes to any sort of a goal in any area, this could be health and fitness, this could be career goals, this could be, you know, hobby goals, you want to be traveling around the world, whatever it is, I'm going to challenge you to set ridiculously high goals for the same exact reason that when you set low level goals, There's going to be days until you develop the habit of consistently executing 100% effort every single minute of every single day. That's what we train ourselves up to do here when it comes to attacking and, and crushing our goals. When you're first starting out, you may not have the endurance or the patience or the capacity to be able to operate like that all the time, simply because you don't have that endurance yet the skill sets or whatnot. So some days when you're going to attack your goals and crush your goals, some days you hit high and some days you hit underneath that target. Well, if the target is set low, okay, well, instead of, you know, being a world traveler, maybe I'll just, you know, plan on driving a car to the next state or the next zip code. Do you know what I'm saying? And you can see this in individuals who have that scarcity poverty mentality is that they don't they don't lift the lid and think like up and beyond their current stature. Well, then they consistently execute at low levels. And that's why you're not they're not able to move. They're not able to make any traction. They're not able to expand their knowledge, you know, who they know, which is always going to be critical or what the results are going to be. And the same thing will happen for you that even if you are not certain you could ever achieve the thing, I hear a lot of people, especially women who are fearful about commanding their, their strengths and using their strengths as a method for contribution because they've you know, they've been crushed and and put down for so long that we have to actually work with them and get them to realize that, you know what, you can actually breathe now. There's room for you to grow and you can set your goals to be super, super high because you, you have full capability to go out there and crush them. So they just need that little bit of expansion, but they need to up the level of the goal. And it's the same thing if people come in with a health and fitness goal is that sometimes they say, oh, I just want to be, you know, fit and toned. We make them clarify exactly what this looks like, what this body performs like. And all of a sudden we start with what is this? Oh, just kind of like fit and tone to know, you know what? I want to have chiseled shoulders. I want to have, you know, a, a, a shelf ass. I want to have, you know, quads that are like quadzilla, you know, whatever that looks like. Or I want to be able to run 
a five minute mile. I want to be a super sprinter. I, I, you know, whatever this, I want to be the strongest man in the world. Like we encourage very, very high level goals, not to fill your brain with fantasy, but because when it comes time to execution, you, as you're learning how to consistently hit high, hit high, hit high, even if the results that you get are not as high as the effort you put on, the results that you get are still going to be averaging in the high area, which is going to consistently move you higher or further along. Does that make sense? Because it's the average of everything that you do. So when you're making your goals, here comes when it comes time to stretch. Stretch beyond what you think is possible. Stretch (laughs) what you have ever done before. It doesn't matter what you have done before. What matters is now. Yes, you have come through whatever you have come through. And what I'm going to encourage you to do is freaking remember who the F you are and that you do have the power to triumph over probably horrific shit in the beginning go through tremendous amount of trial and challenge and adversity, whatever that looked like for you. And so with that, you take that skill set and now we're asking for a new version of you. We're asking for you to step outside of just the survival mode and move into freaking like beast mode or warrior mode, but more so champion mode okay you're thinking like a champion you're behaving like a champion you're executing like a champion so that you can champion every single area of your life and i guarantee this is 100 possible both the attainment of the goal but more specifically who it is that you have to become in order to achieve and have that end goal you can do this and that's why we exist We develop leaders, the leader in you. We work with everybody from C-level executives to entrepreneurs to high-level athletes to decision makers to industry leaders to normal everyday moms or, you know, groups or, or adolescents who have an interest in growth. That's what we do. So my name is Nicole DeVincentis. I am the president, the founder, and the freaking CEO of the Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy. Let's go out there and carpe our damn diem. Catch you on next call.